Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mind Your Loaf, a podcast about taking action on our mental health. I'm Jason Byrne. I'm with my co-host Mark. Hi. And the team at Irish Mental Health Charity Turn to Me.ie, who besides helping us with this podcast, provide professional mental health support online, free to everyone in Ireland. So this uh, this episode is number I don't know. I'm not too sure. But this is going to be a, it, well, it's kind of an odd one, right? And I thought, look, this would be a good idea to do this. So we're going to try and do this episode on grief. Now, uh, uh, what happened to me uh, is that my dad died two weeks ago now. Yeah. So I just thought, okay, it, it, a lot of people go, oh, maybe you shouldn't do something like this on top of your dad so soon. But I'm kind of in an autopilot right now. So I thought, yeah, I will. And I also thought like, because I put up little pictures of him online and stuff and then it really helped other people that their parents had passed away and, yeah. you know, other people connected to them and they're all starting to talk to each other. So I just thought, okay, I'm not going to know how I feel like this in two months. Yeah. So I thought I, I, I should do it now. And we're also joined by Brian over there. Brian Hulhalhalhan. Hello. And he's... <laughs> Basically, basically one of the counsellors on, on Turn To Me. Is that what you said? That? Yeah, I'm a counsellor and psychotherapist with Turn To Me and I'm also the clinical manager there. Mm. Yeah. So you're good to have here right now. Mm-hmm. So the thing, so you know that my dad died only, you know, two two weeks ago. And it's, it's um, so what I'm, I, I don't, so basically, I mean, you can hear me already. Like, yeah, I don't know what, know. what uh, what's going on. Mm. So right now, as I said, I, I, I should do this because... Uh, I have questions for you about like basically as therapists like how I'm feeling and like how basically who's listening to this that's going through what I'm going through of what what do you do you know what I mean like it's so dad like um, it, it doesn't feel like he's gone like do you know what I mean that is that a, is that common I mean to feel like in two weeks that like he still feels like that he's here so I'm up at my mom's house so uh, what, I, what I would call the thing I'm in right now is autopilot do you know what I mean so I don't feel like running away and bawling, crying in a corner. And then I also feel selfish about that. Do you know what I mean? And my mum is feeling a bit selfish about that because she's, uh, and my sisters, we're all uh, getting upset in these weird waves. Right. So none of us, I'm not, I'm not sitting down and, for, like, and crying for hours and end and wailing for my dad. I'm uh, 
just talking away like I am talking now and then yeah. next minute a, a word will trigger or some sort of image in my head will come in and I'll just get upset but it was a bit like when I did the eulogy um, in the church I thought I'm a stand up I can do this this is an audience it's no problem and I did it but as I as I did it I got upset over a few things and I got upset uh, without even knowing I was really upset so I was crying in front of me but behind me I was standing I wasn't like I wasn't like crying where I couldn't talk I was talking and the grief was coming mm. out of me but behind me I was fine right. do you know what I mean it was like as if I wasn't connected yeah. to yeah. the grief I still am not connected to the grief do you know what I mean? So it's still a, it's it it's still a really odd feeling, and so what happened was, um, is that dad? Where okay? So my dad was eighty, right? And this is another thing you'll hear a lot at the funerals and all. Um, oh, well, he was eighty, you know. He had a grey that innings thing that they say, mm-hmm. but then as a, as his son, and I'm sure this happens to anybody with anybody connected to old people, even um, like my dad wasn't an old person. Do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was he was big and he was moving around and driving just the day before he like had a stroke. He was mm. grand. And so I'm kind of going, no, I, no, I don't want him to be dead. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And even though I am going to people and you have to be nice and go, yeah, no, he did. He had he did have a great life. He did have 80 years on this planet, but I didn't want him to be That's gone. That's not enough. No, mm. I want him to be here for 180 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really hard that, yeah. you know, when people go, well, he had a great, but he was, had a great time. He really did. Fair play to him. Paddy was always, always a great laugh. Mm. But I'm going, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Let him come in the door there now. Is there anything anybody can say to you at a time like this, really? Because, you know, we all feel that discomfort and mm. we want to say something that's going to comfort. Well, but the one thing I found in comfort is talking about him. Yeah. Is that like friends and family and sitting around and I feel that helped me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just be laughing and yeah. crying, laughing at them and, you know, and and I think that's why it's so important to gather people around yeah. you. And the whole yeah. ritual of the wake and inviting, yeah. like you had the wake in, in your dad's house, which was yeah. so lovely. Like it was like walking through his life, you know, and there here's who was sitting la- the night before and here's the shed at the back. You know, it was actually lovely and connecting. Yeah, so we had... Um, let I'll tell you. Let's step through what happened, which yeah. is which is. Um, so he uh, basically uh, he was he had a pacemaker. He had he smoked cigarettes and whiskey in his little shed. He was told not to. He said he was eighty. He went, oh, I don't give a shit. I'm eighty, <laughs> so I'm going to drop dead anyway. And my man went, you'll be lucky. You'll be lucky to drop dead. And he went, shut up, you. I will. I'll be grand, right? And he was so, but he just didn't really think he was going to die. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he. He, as I said, was a strong man, and so he had the cigarettes and, and the and and the, but he wasn't an alcoholic or nothing like that. He sipped on whiskey and he was in singing t- with his pericoma all the time. So I got a call from my mom uh, on the sun on I was t- usual thing. I was talking to him on the Saturday, and on the Sunday I got a call from my mother saying that uh, he won't get up, he won't get out of bed, uh, he won't get up. And I thought maybe, oh my God, she's in shock and he's probably dead. So I had to go to the house. Mm. Absolutely, I, I, I don't remember that drive at all. Yeah. So it was only ten minutes away in my sister's house. So I went up there, and I went upstairs, and and there he was. He was he was wasn't dead. He had a severe stroke. So all down his left side, his arm was gone, his left leg was gone, his his head was gone, everything was gone. He couldn't even focus. So there wasn't any mystery. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. called the ambulance straight away. And that's the thing. If anybody is listening, in, like you know what I mean, Every, like loads of people are told by their doctors or by anybody. Please don't smoke. If you are prone to a stroke, you know what I mean? If you're on pacemakers, you've got heart disease problems, 
but they and you, you, maybe somebody is listening in here can tell their granddad or tell their mother or tell whoever to not maybe do that. Yeah. Like if dad mm. didn't smoke, he would have had another good five, six years. Yeah. But he just was like, oh, I'll be, I'll be all right. Yeah. So he had the stroke. And this was the amazing thing then was I didn't, I just didn't panic at all. I just went into ringing the ambulance and put my mum in the other room and we got, uh, the ambulance came and my dad was there. Like, I mean, I've, I was so upsetting to see him like that. So with his right hand, he was grabbing all the time at a, a bit of sheet and he was inside, deep inside his own head. You could see him looking out almost. And I kept going right up to him and saying I was here and he was going, okay, Jay, okay. And he could kind of talk. But he knew, I think he knew that he was going. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because he wouldn't stop holding on, to, holding on to us. So then we got in the, the ambulance came, you know, and of course, like I've got to say, like Irish ambulance men and women are just amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. they make the whole situation lighthearted. That's mm. how Irish people can deal with it. So basically they were just like saying, um, basically they were just going uh, to my dad, oh, you'll be all right, Paddy. Like, you know what I mean? Just sit up there, roll over there. And they're very like definite about yeah. it. So that keeps kept us all calm. Yeah. Mm. And then my dad built a stair- spiral staircase, right? Mm. And so <laughs> they had to get him down that in a chair. And it was so Jeez. funny. They're going, did you fucking build this? Did you, Paddy? And my dad's had a stroke. He can't even speak. And they're going, you're going to kill us. One year ago, you look, I can't believe it. We're going to be having to eat in the bed beside you. And my dad's just trying to talk to them. And so off he went. And anyway, so the thing was that we got to the hospital. He was, the stroke was getting worse. We didn't know. And then I, I left him at 1am because they said he could be like this for months, you know. Wow. And then in my head, I was praying that uh, he wouldn't be like that. You know what I mean? Either he'd fully recover in an hour. Or that he wouldn't leave that hospital. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Which again, I felt so guilty about. I was going, I don't want my dad coming home. He couldn't walk. He couldn't talk. Mm. He couldn't go. To, he was in a nappy already at that stage. And yeah. my dad, like very proud man, driving up to the pub, walking everywhere, talking to everybody, you know, yeah. bringing me mom to doctors and doing everything. Like he's no way he could have survived that, you know, yeah. at home. So anyway, I got a call at 6am saying that he'd gone unconscious into deep unconscious and then we went in and still I I wasn't viciously upset, you know what I mean? It was just sad to see him like that and my mum and my sisters were getting more upset then and then what's amazing with the human body is that uh, we we were sitting there and his breathing was very, you know, like that kind of real vicious mm. and you're just praying that he could just relax. Yeah. They just give him more morphine and he starts to relax a little bit more, you know. And then um, this was the brilliant thing about, I don't know how humans do what they do and these doctors that were with us I see death like so much. They're just so used to how it goes and it was lovely because what happened was my auntie Colette and auntie Joan came, I was about to leave to go and get a coffee about half six and they came down and they said oh how's your dad they went oh he's not great he's in here and we all went in and I said right well do you want to go down and get some coffees and everything and I said yeah I might even just pop home for half an hour and then that's when he started to die then because he it was almost like he knew that everybody was there and and we and the other thing as well if anybody's going through this like I sat with my dad as well when he was totally unconscious and spoke to him the whole time really yeah and it just words just flow from you. Just I felt that amazing. I felt amazing. Like I was, I was sitting with my dad with my hand on his forehead, yeah. and I was reading um, a, like a newspaper to him. Like, but right. I was giving out to him. he. He always liked to moan, so I was moaning in the newspaper <laughs> on for his him. behalf. Yeah, but I felt that uh, 
brilliant that I was with him. Yeah. So I was delighted it wasn't a, a doctor or a nurse on their own with him or that he had a stroke in the street mm. and a stranger mm. would have, he would have died in front of a stranger or in the car. Or, so we were very lucky. And would you have ever had moments of tenderness like that with your dad before? Yeah, but different. Yeah. That's mm. the first time in my life yeah. that I was able to sit with my dad with my hand on his yeah. forehead, almost like childlike. Yes. Where I thought, I felt and had permission to do that. Yeah. yeah. Where he looked like he really wanted, because we entered this world as a child and we almost mm-hmm. leave it as a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, as I see yeah. it. So I was holding his head, holding his hand, squeezing his arm all the time. And he was totally deep, deep, deep. But I was so, it, it was almost um, uh, just comforting. Yeah. Yeah. To do that. Because I knew. For you and for mm-hmm. him. Yeah, but what's really, I don't know how we knew he was going to die, but I just knew he was going to die. Like, mm. I didn't, I didn't think he had long. He wasn't even breathing weird at that time. But then when he did go, um, the doctors were just fantastic. Like, they were going, keep, keep talking to him. Just keep talking to him. And my Auntie Joan had her hand on his shoulder and I had his hand. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life, like, to watch him die. Like, so I was, I wasn't, I remember I wasn't crying, so I'm obviously in shock. I must be in shock watching this. I don't know. Mm. And my mom and my sisters didn't want to see it. And it wasn't even that, like, it's a, okay, it is, it's not great to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a little bit of struggle. Mm. But then I watched uh, his, I watched him leave his body, which is, I'm not a religious person at all. Mm. You know what I mean? But I am definitely in, believe in, an energy or a, some sort of spirit energy or some mm. sort of because we're all energy mm. I believe like the three of us are all sitting here and the way we're propping ourselves up is with energy you know what I mean so I'd never seen anybody die in my life and so I watched them and I found I found that I was so glad I was there to watch him him die because mm. it it gave me peace to, to actually go oh my god you do actually he actually it looked like do you ever see like a, like it's almost like a bouncy castle. Do you ever see one mm-hmm. of them with the air going out of them? Yeah. yeah. That's what it looked like. Right. His chest sunk in, his face sunk in, his really? arms went down, his legs went down. Everything went down in the bed like that. And we could just, I could just feel this something. Mm. I remember you saying that like you almost yeah. felt it go past you. Yeah. Like that. I did this thing where I looked over to my left. Yeah. As this happened. I don't know if that is... Is that something that, is that like a, a comforting thing that our brains do to us when we're in shock? It makes us feel and think that maybe this is really happening. But yeah, I definitely felt that. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, and what was great for me and anybody else, like if, if you can be at the death of your loved one, even though it's horrific to know that they're dying, it's, yeah, it was so important to be there and to know, and under, I, I, I understand death more now. Do you know what I mean? What did you... Okay. There's always a thing that they say that, you know, we all, not, we don't really accept that death's going to mm-hmm. come, you know, and mm. I I didn't till then. Okay. Why? Well, I never accept, because I'm real fun, loving, like living. I think I'm going to live till I'm like, again, 186 million. Right. <laughs> but the beautiful thing with the death was that when my dad died at 80, you know, all he's doing is moving, moving over for another life to come in because there's no room for us all anyway mm. so when I seen that I wasn't okay I know this is this is now I'm only only two weeks into this but I'm not afraid of death as much as I was wow. when I watched how gentle it can be yeah so the very last bit 
he was just lying there and the air just came out of him and he just stopped moving. And but but the whole peaceful peace just came over his body like yeah. and he he just moved from that body into wherever he went like. Mm. Yeah. So you know when uh, when people say that you know your loved one is still with you mm. all the time they could easily be, you know. Yeah. I mean that energy wise. So but then I then I straight after death I then stood in the hallway and went into big brother mode and I went, What are you supposed to do now? Yeah. What are you supposed to do There's now? No training for this. No. So this is the one thing. The one mm. thing that we're definite about yeah. is death and none of us are prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when my dad had his pension, he had all that, but he hadn't he wasn't he had nothing ready. So we were standing in the hallway and I was going looking at the nurse, this lovely male nurse, um, and I went, what do you do now? And he went, oh, you'd be okay. We'll just tell you what to do. I went, I, I've never seen anybody die. I don't know what to do. Do I, yeah. do we stay? I, I had this vision of me pushing him down to the morgue and all this mad stuff. <laughs> and he's going, no, 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 we'll. And then they did this lovely thing where um, uh, they let you stay with him for as long as you want, mm. which is great. Mm. But I didn't, but I was fine. My sisters and all were very upset and leaving and all, but I didn't, I was going, he's not in there. He's not there now. So just, it's just a shell. It's a shell of a of a of a of your body, yeah. And I've 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 listened to other, like which was mad leading up to this. Mm. I was listening to other other philosophers like Alan Watts, who would deal a lot on death, and um, I think his name is Shad Shadaguru. He's another guy. Okay, you can listen to, but they're brilliant on them. On so I I I'd, basically before this in December, I my father in law died as well. So like the grief has just been intense. Yeah. So I was yeah. trying to help other people as well by saying to listen. What does Alan Watts say? Yeah. Well, what he says is that, um, uh, well, he says is that, you know, first of all, he's a big believer in that, you know, celebrating the death, the death. you know, yeah. stand around almost mm. when they're going, open a beer, mm-hmm. open a whiskey. Like, mm. it's not a sad thing. Yeah. And I know that my dad was 80. I have never experienced a child death or a, mm. and like that. I don't know how you could. Yeah. yeah. But he's st- still, he's one of those dudes, Alan, what's it like? Just go, like, you've been here. You've, you've, it's been brilliant. It's great to be here. But yeah, we do have to move over and make room for the next mm. life. Yeah. And then the one thing that he said, which was kind of like the energy thing I was talking about, mm-hmm. was that he said that uh, we all have a subconscious. In, in the world, you know, when mm. we're here. But that's not real. That's You can't touch that. Mm-hmm. So that's like almost like your soul. Yeah. So that's like when we're gone, that stays behind. And that's like memories and talking about each other. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was brilliant because the way I've, I'm dealing with it now is uh, moving forward. So not looking at dad's past all the time. Okay. So not like going, oh my God. Oh my God, you remember he was only there two weeks ago? Oh my God, you only did that. We, I'm looking at him in a forward way. And in the way I've done that is that um, my mum, we've been focusing on my mum. So I think what we've done, me and my sisters and all my brother and all, we've kept, we've kept busy. But now what I've done is, um, uh, so what they say is that like, you know, we have children to uh, pass the torch on to almost. Mm. So I felt like my dad had passed the torch on to me when he died which is really weird. Um, I, I, without even knowing, I've been sitting in his chair at home and okay. I also move like him when I'm watching the telly, you know. I always have my head, my hand up to my head and I sit the same way as him. My mum's like going, what the... But like, 
So he he's just passed on the torch, right? Yeah. to the children to 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 live on. Mm-hmm. So, but the, but I'm celebrating my dad in a way that he would go mental if we thought we were all sitting around crying. Do you know what I mean? Right. So we cremated my dad purely because of that. Because I remember my dad going, I don't want you to all stand around a bleeding hole, lure me in, all these L ones crying, right? <laughs> and muck been thrown on me. He goes, just, he used to say, just throw me over the back wall, right? Right. So we, so we put him in, in and we, you know, to cremate him was lovely actually. Yeah. And I thought that was a lovely way to go as well because the curtains close in the crematorium. You don't see mm. them. I didn't know what happened. Yeah. You don't see him going into it, anything. So with the hole in the ground, I know it's a more religious thing. Dad wasn't religious. Okay. So he going into the ground thing is just, you mm. see them going in there. Yeah. So I didn't really like that. Yeah. Didn't like that thought. That's uh, just for our family. A lot of people listening. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Want we'll the, have a different way. Because they have other people in the grave mm. that they want in there. But dad was like, no, not at all. It was be joking. So I've been trying to, so that, trying to take the positive out of his death mm-hmm. is the way I've been working with it. So what I did is I got... Uh, my mum's on her own, right? So we started working out, right, ma'am, let's see how we can try and get you a better life. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, not a better life, but a different life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people will go, oh, my mum's going to be on her own. She so misses my dad. My mum does miss my dad. Because mm. like he said, even last night, I was sitting down on the couch and ma'am goes, oh, God, I so miss your dad. Like, and why? She goes... Well, she has these uh, vaginal swabs, right? These things that she needs to do for, for old ladies. Yeah, they're called. Well, I wasn't expecting. They're called it. femi, no. femi something, right? Femi okay. dog, right? And I was going, "What are they, ma?" She goes, "Ah, not to worry, geez, you don't want to hear your mother saying that." I was going, "No, not really, ma'am." Right? And she goes, um, "Yeah, I used to go upstairs, and my dad would dad would shout up the stairs, have you got your sticky uppers? Got your sticky uppers, at me? <laughs> so he was very funny like that all the time, and he looked after her like that. So she's going to miss him. Yeah, shouting mad yeah. shit. So they were together what 50? 53 years. Fifty three years. Right. So shouting stuff at her. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, and he, he was he was an amazing energy in the house. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He moaned, but he was funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So we'd be there going, oh, what the hell's going on? That's a load of shite. And then he'd be saying something. Someone walked by the window. See a man there? He's a gobshite. He'd knock in, he'd buy it, he'd get me whiskey. You know what I mean? Great fella. Yeah. Great fella. <laughs> so my dad would be happier to know that we're moving forward uh, mm. with his help. Okay. So basically, you know, that's the other thing you have to do is sort out all the affairs, all yeah. the financial affairs. Didn't know that was all going to happen. Mm. So we've been doing that. And now we're trying to get mam sorted. And now the other beautiful thing is my sister. Uh, she won't mind me saying this at all. She was made redundant, uh, in, and she has two kids, and she lives on her own, and she was paying rent and all this kind of mad stuff. But now she's going to move in with my mum, okay. which my dad, that was his favorite thing. He always yeah. wanted he, that was his thing. Conversation with dad was in a shed, mm. out the back, and he go, "So are you all right?" Which means financially, mm. dad would be like yeah. that. I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "All right, cool man." So there's no. Uh, I go, "No." He goes, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> and then he poured in-depth conversation yeah, then he poured yeah. whiskey you know so, but he cared my dad was a hard man that cared mm. deeply about everybody right do you know what I mean yeah he was very soft that way mm. so he would absolutely love the fact that my sister's moving in with my mum my mum's kind of so my mum's kind of excited that she's not going to be on her own oh, yeah. yeah we have lovely neighbours and so I've just been going up there and staying with her as, as, mu- as much as I can you know but the thing with the the other thing that I did was uh we were in dad's room and we got loads of little bits and pieces belonged to him and I put them all into a memory box. So as a kid, all different pictures, anything that was like, like oh, that. Because yeah, because it's another thing that Alan Watt said as well, which I thought this was brilliant, was it's exhausting to mourn somebody all day, every day. 
Mm-hmm. Like how exhausting is that? Mm. To just go, oh, I get up and go, oh, geez, he's gone. Oh, geez, he's gone. Next day, oh my God, he's gone. Oh my God, what are we going to do? He's like, that's crazy to do that to yourself. So he said, you should treat um, the whoever's passed like a like an old novel. Mm. Like, like put them away for a while. Not yet, he's only dead two weeks. Yeah. But put them away for a while like a good novel up on the shelf. And it's like in years to come, if you're wondering like, oh my God, I would love a good novel. And if you take it down, if you can't remember the plot. So when you read the plot, it's like, oh my God, yeah. So like with dad, even though he'll always be with us, there's no need to mourn him every second Mm -hmm. of the day. Mm. So like eventually we will just get back to the memory box or something will will funny will remind him Mm -hmm. of because he was always out in that shed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sitting out there or he would funnily like my mum, you go for the papers Mm. and you come back four hours later, you know, (laughs) some funny stuff like that, you know, where were you? I was just getting a, got a newspaper. (laughs) Yeah. So, I love the pause. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's got yeah. Music. And it's like and it, when he was in the hospital as well, like when he was he was only sick for two days, you know? And that's the other thing, he's a jammy bastard. <laughs> My dad was always a jammy bastard, right? And he's had to get in the way with murder here, right? Because he 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 had his first stroke when he was about seventy and he was in, in the stroke uh ward. And he said, uh, I don't want to be in here. They're all nuts in here, he said. Right, he said that. Right. And the nurse said, there's nothing wrong with them. They're not nuts. They've all had strokes. They're severely sick. And if you don't stop doing what you're doing, you'll end up like that. And he went, I'm not going to end up like that. And he didn't. The jammy shit. Right. Basically, bang. Like, had a massive Mm. stroke the next day. Gone. And I know other people that are suffering, you know, suffering from strokes. Yeah. Right now, it's so horrific for them. Mm. Everybody I've spoken to, I met so many people with parents that are at home. Uh, I've met at least five different people saying it's just so hard if they've had a severe stroke yeah. and they're just not there. That's just, you know, so hard yeah. trying to deal with that. So you're focusing on the fact that your dad kind of didn't suffer. have to suffer like yeah. that. Even though Is it's that a hard. thing though? Like, yeah, you know, because people so. say that to me and they go, well, he didn't suffer, you know. Yeah. But there is a small, there's another bit of me that I... I you know, I kind of wanted to take him home. Yeah, of mm. course you did. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I was going, well, I'll get him a bed or... Yeah. Or get him a, you know, toilet. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. It's a soft downstairs. It didn't bother me that, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, uh... That's because you just want you don't want them to die. No, you don't. So, um, yeah. So we didn't have that. So we're just going like, thank God mm. that he didn't have that. Yeah. But there's the other bit going. But it'd be nice to hear him. Yeah. You know, even if he could only speak halfway through yeah. his mouth. You know what I mean? And even me getting upset there now like that, it's really weird. Like, cause like it's just that's like it just comes and it's gone again. Yeah. Mm. So, but it's just what what you do. It's just how you deal with it. Yeah. So I don't even know if I'm dealing with it right. You know, because no, no one told me. But that's the thing. There is no actual hard and fast right way that you are supposed to do it. Like yeah. The one thing about it is, is that you turn around and suddenly somebody you love dies. Here's the manual that you're supposed to follow. It isn't like that. And everybody experiences grief in a different way. Mm-hmm. And like what you're experiencing now is what I would call it's like a wave. It comes in it might kind of hit you gently or it might knock you over completely. Yeah. But then it kind of passes and then you're able to get up and actually able to deal with things as you would do. Mm. But it's that kind of sense of it. But part of the thing that you mentioned earlier was around kind of the shock. And of course, there is a shock when it is something sudden. But it's not always shock for everybody. And everybody doesn't kind of experience it in the same kind of textbook kind of way that it would be. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like it's whatever relationship you have with the person, mm. out emotionally. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, it's just terrible, sad to have your, your, it's really weird to think that they're not going to be there. Yeah. Mm. That's the weird thing. Like, you know, he he's in the phone there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And he could press it and it'll dial. Yeah. But nobody will answer. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Which is kind of mm. not so bad because he never answered anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You look at the phone ring and go, that bleeding phone. <laughs> but it it is one of those kind of things, um, you know, people will pick up the phone and actually go to ring. Yeah. And the opposite happened to me because when my own grandmother had passed away, I got a phone call and it came up as my grandmother's number. And I was kind of going, what the hell? Oh, God. But oh. it was actually my mother had taken her mother's phone oh. and was ringing. And I was kind of going, this is a bit too early to have that experience. Yeah. But... It It is one of those kind of things where, you know, the person is with you and you do feel it. And the fact of the matter is, is that it is the memories. It is talking about them. It is kind of keeping them alive in that sense yeah. that you connect with it mm. and actually hearing the stories because you get to hear stories that other people have of their experience of this yeah. person, stuff that you'd never have heard before. And you're kind no. of, going, why didn't I hear this when they were here? Yeah. And it, that kind of thing actually helps hugely. You know, but because he lives on like that, then yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ma- it is. Ma- I, I, yeah. I don't believe he's. I mean, I said it in the eulogy as well to my mom and all that. He's never going to go because mm. his energy is just too much. He's too much of a big personality. Do you know what I mean? Too many people knew him. Yeah, and you know, and he had to, everybody had stories about him because mm. he stopped and talked to everyone. You know. Yeah, and like he wasn't like an L one though. He he hated. He always used that word. He goes, he, I mean, I said that in my eulogy. I said, like, he never, yeah. you never seen him, seen him at school. 
at school plays because mm. he said it was full of L ones. <laughs> and then he said, "You'd never seen him at, you never seen him at spot at uh, what was it? No school plays." And then the other one was, "Oh yeah, like parent teacher meetings because that right. was full of L ones as well." <laughs> and then he said, "And he never went to he never went to football training because he says that was full of outflows acting as L ones." <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> yeah, because like it was, and it's it, it, it's it, it's endless how funny. Yeah. His mm. way of living was. But as I said, my dad's way, if anything, I should take from my dad. And first of all, I, I, I know we're going to die now. Mm-hmm. I'd kind of, you know, as I said earlier, yeah. so I have more of an acceptance of death. I know that it's ki- it's sc- it is scary, but it depends on how, whichever way you're going to go. But like it didn't look, it looked quite peaceful that way. Yeah. And, um, but my dad was quite a laid back dude. Like mm. literally, you know, my dad used to say, if you worry, you die. And mm. if you don't worry, or if you worry, you die. If you worry, you, if you, and, oh no, hang on. If you worry, you die. If you don't worry, you die anyway. Right. That's what it was like. So. <laughs> the philosophy. So why worry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So my dad just sat in that shed. Yeah. He retired at 55 and churned along like, and just whatever. Mm. And lived his life the way he wanted to really, didn't he? He did live it the way he yeah. wanted. He never yeah. wanted anything. Yeah. He never, it wasn't materialistic at all. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Just sat around broken radios around him all the time. Right. He loved broken things. Because he was going to fix them. With the valve. But he never did. Yeah, he'd have valves. <laughs> like there's valves from the oh, old radios. Oh, yes, yes. So the only thing I'm afraid of now, like the fear I have, and the reason why I did this now so early was that I don't know what kind of grief's ahead of me. Because mm. a lot of times, I mean, I don't know, it might be an Irish thing, but Irish people love saying that. To go, it's when everybody's gone, it'll hit you the most. Mm. When everybody did. That's when it's, well, I suppose what you're in now, you know, all, all the gone. rituals around death you know the the wake and as you yeah. said the autopilot you're sorting out the um, financial affairs and all that there's a kind of a ritual about that that carries you through the first part you know the early days after and, and I do think that grateful as you said um, Brian it, it's 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 not linear it doesn't follow a particular path it can mm. come in waves some days some hours will be better and worse than other but I think that the thing with grief is that something I've found myself saying is we are built as humans to be able to deal with it and it is bloody hard and horrific but we are oh. able to deal with it when we're when our grief will come and we're able to deal with it I think yeah I mean I I right now if, if anybody wants to know what it feels like it feels like I have a kind of weight on my shoulders right now yeah. and, a, and a bit of anxiety kind of in the front of me that uh, that kind of sits there yeah, yeah. all the time mm. it's like it's uh, it's really, that's really weird. Yeah. Because I've never felt that before. Yeah, it can be like, quite physical. Like there's yeah. physical pain yeah. in your body. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa. Yeah. And um, and then, you know, I also feel as well, like, you know, because whatever, I'm 48, my mom's like 76, whatever. I feel like we need to take the burden off her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's probably quite common mm. yeah, to take it off the mother the or the father. And yeah. then you just go, okay, yeah, no, I'll, we'll do that. Because it's almost we have to pretend like it's all okay and yeah. then she sees it's all okay. Mm. She's like, oh, because if she sees her children crying, mm. then she gets upset. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, just, uh, it's, I, all I can say is it's just pushing forward, trying mm-hmm. to push forward with it, but taking with us in, in, a, in a memory form, in an energy form, as opposed to a physical form. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, I, Oh yeah, and I wasn't even ready because they, they, we had a picture for him that was on top of the coffin, you know, the kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he looked really well in that, of course. And then that was in the living room the other night and I uh, walked in and I just kind of wasn't ready for that at all. Because you know what I mean? Because I was going, oh, he looks all right in that picture. Yeah. Oh, hang yeah. on, maybe he's upstairs. 
Yeah. Well, hang on, is he yeah, going to come yeah, in yeah. looking like that? Because you really want to strongly believe he, it's very hard to accept that he is gone. Do you yeah, know what I mean? And, and uh, last night I was in bed in my box room because that's where I, I slept for years in the box room. And it was always, that box room was always reminding me of my dad because like, you know, he never slept in there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it was freezing because anybody that listens in in Ireland, the, the box room is where children froze to death in the 70s. <laughs> and it was two outer walls. With, with a window that yeah. might as well have just been a hole in the wall <laughs> and you know damp coming down the wall I used to, do, to say a joke that my mum used to set the trifle yeah, in that yeah. room <laughs> you're saying that. and so dad uh, you know <laughs> I lay there last night just laughing you know what I mean mm. in that room just going like he never even lay here once to know yeah, like yeah. Jesus the room's bleeding freezing <laughs> but he'd still say that he'd go mm. your mother's going into that room now Jesus freezing that room and so Last night I felt like he, um, I felt a really weird thing, right? Mm. So uh, I, I, I was talking to him last night. Do you know what I mean? The, I know it's just going, oh dad, I hope you're all right and all. And just kind of nodding off in the bed and stuff. And my mom says she's been doing that yeah. as well. She's mm. been talking away to him, which I found kind of comforting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what mad is. I don't think mad exists, by the way. Mm. People always go, yeah, you've been mad doing that. I don't think anybody's mad doing anything. No. no. And um, so... It's, if anything, I'd say it's normal to, to mm, do that, yeah. to talk to him. And I was just asking him how he was. And um, then I felt like he was uh, outside the door. Did you? Yeah, but that's that's another thing that must happen to your brain, that they mu- that must place him near you. Mm. Might be why people think they can, you know, or might feel like see mm-hmm. yeah. the thingy. Mm. But like if anything at all, I was kind of laughing last night. I said, if my, if that could actually happen, my dad would just frighten the shit out of me for the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? He'd open the door and go, and I'd go, Dad! And then he'd like, do you know what I mean? So he's, so in that way, Mm. uh, yes, I've been in houses before where you think, oh my God, this is a bit spooky. It's just something happening. But it was me dad. Yeah. I was almost willing him to sit on a chair or appear somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Because he always told a story about his old uncle that when he was eight, um, he li- he was in his nana's house, which is near Glasgow Graveyard. Mm. It's down by the um, Grave Diggers pub, which, was, by the way, was never ever called the Grave Diggers pub. My dad and I love saying that. It was never called that ever. What was it called? It's called I can't remember Gallagher's or something. Like that. I can't remember the name of it is now, but it was called. It was the Grave Diggers pub. It yeah. wasn't called the Grave Diggers pub. I can hear me dad now. See, I'm taking over my dad. <laughs> yeah. This is the shit you'd hear in the, in the public in, service. This is what you'd hear in the in the shed. He goes, now you tell people. It's the Grave Diggers pub, as in that's where they went. It was never called that. Everyone was getting angry going, all right, Dad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he said he's seen his uncle at the end of his bed in a chair, kind of tip his hat at him. And then my dad went downstairs and said, my uncle Ned was upstairs. And they went, eh, he's dead three years. So I was almost willing me dad yeah. last right. night to like, I'd be, mm. you know, what would you do? Like even, if, But I was wondering if would my brain almost form him? Because I can mm. see him when I close my eyes. Okay. Uh, when I'm in the car, so he always used to say, all right, Jay. He'd say that, all right, Jay. And I can hear him behind me all the time. Really? Mm. Yeah. Always can hear him. And my other, and my father-in-law, Eddie, always said that as well. All right, Jay. He died in December. Dad died in, in February. Gosh. Mm. But if they, I mean, you don't have to be religious to feel that they're, they could they're, they're, they could be somewhere mm. with yeah. each other. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because it was, it was, uh, it was quite funny because I, I, I went to, uh, where was I? I was doing it. I was meditating. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I was meditating after thingy. Mm. And um, I was lying down and I always, there's this monk that that, appear, that I go to. 
he's he's there. He's always in my brain. And okay. He sits by a fire. No, I don't actually go to him. Okay. I meditate and that's where my brain goes. Okay. Okay. And whatever I'm feeling is how he is. So he laughs at me or he cries at me or he whatever or he stares at me mm-hmm. or he talks to me but I can never hear him but I know what he's saying which is amazing. And he just sits there. So this time my dad was there sitting beside him when I was lying really? there. Really? Okay. And my dad was there and my dad's best friend Pat was there because my dad died with, just within a year of him. Wow. So and he, my dad wasn't happy when he was not with him anymore. Mm. So he was there and my father-in-law Eddie was there to treat him. And they all, that Eddie and Pat loved my dad. Do you know what I mean? Because he was a chancer. And so my dad was sitting there and he was pouring out whiskey and he was giving it to Pat. And then he was sneaking Pat cigarettes because Pat was never allowed to smoke because he had cancer. And he was sneaking fags that. And Eddie was being given the whiskey because Eddie never really drank much. And my dad was giving it to him. And the three of them, and then my dad was just staring at me, laughing at me. And he was going, what are you doing? <laughs> I was going, meditate. And he goes, you're meta, what? And he was elbowing the other lads. Going, what the, what are you doing meditating? Oh, that's brilliant. Like, you know, and yeah. so I went to him, yeah, just, and so I feel like he's definitely always around me and always will be. Yeah. Mm. So I, yeah, I'll just see what happens now from here on in. But as you said, Brian, everybody's different. So maybe I shouldn't try and see what happens. Well, everybody is different. Everybody experiences it in a different way. But it is about going with it. And the one thing about it is, as Mara had said, you know, at the at the end of all of the different, you know, people calling in, people getting in contact, all of that busyness that happens and sorting things out. It's then when it gets quiet and everybody goes mm-hmm. back to their own lives. Yeah. And it's at that point that it suddenly kind of can hit again because you're kind of going, well, there is nobody calling to say, are you all right? There is nobody kind of reaching in at that stage. Yeah. And it's about kind of being okay with grieving itself Mm. because it will hit in a wave. Yeah. And then the whole idea is kind of believing that, you know, remembering, focusing on the good times that you have, as you said already, the positives that you're kind of taking from Mm. everything. But they live on, especially as you kind of said that the baton or the the light was handed to you Mm. and that you then pass that on. Yeah. And that's the way we do it. You know, we talk about all the stories and hear all of these things and that keeps it going. It keeps the person with us at all times. And that sense of not even from a religious point of view, but that sense of they're actually with you. You know, you can actually hear them kind of, you know, exactly as you're saying, this is what they'd say to you if he was there, you know, and you're kind (laughs) of going, he'd be looking at me going, really, are you going to do that? You know, and that's the, the sense that they're with you at all time. And we do find that we talk to ourselves in a way of going, well, what would he actually have done? How would he have approached this or what would I do? You know, if only he was here. But then you actually kind of you you almost speak to yourself in a way of what he would do. And then you would actually do it after that. So they're always with us. Yeah. And what I would love you think was, um, I mean, we should we'll put these links in at the end to Alan Watts and to. Mm. His name is, it's S-A-D-H Guru. It's like Sadhu Guru, right? And he is hilarious. I, I like these two guys because they're quite funny. Okay. And they keep saying they don't, you know, they don't know when. They're like, we don't know shit. Mm. So we'll tell you what we were told and you can take it on if you want. Mm. But he said a lovely thing. This Sadhu Guru said that like, basically uh, he was talking about people who might have, you know, died in a certain different ways. And even in the way that dad did because he had a smoke and a cigarette. So, he, you know, this guy doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't condone any of that. He's like, you know, there you go. And he says, basically, mm-hmm. your dad's body just, you know, your your father. Yeah, as he said, he was talking about a dad. He says, your dad's body just, you know, ran out. That's it. It just gets used up. 
Mm. Do you know, that's mm-hmm. and the body just went, I'm, I'm, that's me full now. Thanks mm. very much. You've used every bit of me now, and I'm done. And then he says that they do leave us as only as we know them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But they don't leave totally. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But they just leave us as Paddy Bourne in that body. Yeah. But they Physically. don't. But they mm. don't. Yeah. But he believes them. Whoever wants it, they don't actually leave. And that's in your subconscious mm-hmm. or energy or spirit or whatever God you believe in. Yeah. That I think that's the thing with grief, isn't it? Mm. I think that's what you're doing. It's mm. finding meaning making it. How can I make yeah, this make exactly. sense to me? Yeah. And, mm. and that is a deeply personal mm. thing as well. Yeah. And you're choosing your way and other people will have different ways and other people will struggle more with mm. it. But... Yeah, and the other beautiful thing is that, you know, they say that when you, when you're going, when you're falling asleep, if you try and think about you falling asleep, then you won't fall asleep. Yeah. Mm. But then when you're gone, you don't know that you're gone. Mm-hmm. So like, same way with yeah. when I watched my dad pass and like when he was finally gone, it's like, Let there, him go. there is no carpet, there is no ceiling, there is no light bulb, yeah. there is yeah. no yeah. horrible, there is no mm. good, no bad. He doesn't know, he still doesn't really know. Mm. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And whatever form or shape that he took, mm. the piece I can take is that. And even when I seen him in the coffin in the house, which is another weird experience, mm. that's yeah. odd. Because you go to wakes, other mm-hmm. people's houses, and you kind of go, oh, yeah. But when it's your own parent lying in the coffin, you know. Mm. But I had no problems with that. Because, like, it's just going, he's just so not in there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't matter, whatever. Put the lid on and then, like, you know, bring him up and. You know, even when I was doing the eulogy, I could hear him going, will you hurry up? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, he was like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Do you think he would have enjoyed hearing what you were saying about yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. Would he have known, would he have mm. known? I would have done that. Yeah. Would he have way. known how you would have spoke about him? Do you think he, he knew how he was held in your mind? Well, my mum used to say, you know, your father loves you. That was her line uh-huh. always. You know, he tells me every day that he loves you because he was never really like that. He, he was only a hugger and a, and a bit mm. of a, you know, whatever, up near near the end. He didn't know he was near the end. Yeah. But, you know, it's usually like a friend of mine, Jason Manford, who's a comedian, brilliant. He was there going, my dad, like, you know, he's out in the garden playing with the grandkids and running around after them. And I'm going to my wife, who the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. Who's that in the garden? I don't know who that is. Running around with the kids playing them and banging them on the knee and going, woo. So dad was getting very huggy and lovey then, do you know what I mean? But yeah, he, I, I, I knew him backwards, you know what I mean? He was a hard man. He did say, like, he was like, oh, what are you crying for? And I'm moving on and having a drink. But he was very soft as well. Yeah. So I got that out in the eulogy. All the funny things that he did. Yeah. You know, like my, my uncle Tony, who's not my real uncle, said to me in the pub, we were on, we were out on, on holiday once with your father. And uh, at the end of the night, uh, we were all very, very drunk. And we, we, my dad stood up and went, Jesus, I'm just too drunk to walk. I better get the car. So they, they drove home and next day he goes it's like God I got the car so dad was all like that but mm. then I did do a beautiful thing where he was very good to my mum made her dinners got her pills ready day and night Yeah, asked her did she have her sticky uppy thing each night made her hot water bottles got, yeah. drove her into Guinness's get her pills do everything go shopping with her always shared the trolley it's like he got the chance to be like that Yeah, do you know what mm. I mean whereas maybe at the beginning you know men's roles back in 70s 80s or oh yeah, yeah. You know? nothing yeah. No, he got to be a loving yeah. husband and granddad and yeah. father. And, and you got to experience it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it wasn't too late if he felt that, Jesus, maybe it was too late. I don't know. He wasn't. Yeah. We yeah. all loved him. Yeah. Right. We better not uh, dwell too much more because me dad would be loving this. <laughs> You're like, oh, do another hour. Do another hour on Paddy. How was it for you to talk about this too? Yeah. Was it? No, I th- you know, thanks for listening to me. Because that's the mm. thing, if is talking. 
Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is that the more I talk about it, the, the better I feel. I feel actually good now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because Peter, as you were saying, you were saying, is it not too early to talk about it? But I actually feel good and I feel that someone's like listening in and thinking like, hey, oh, that's how Jason dealt with it. And yeah. I'm dealing with it differently. Mm. So that's, you've mm-hmm. said that, yeah. Brian, it's yeah. not odd. Yeah. You can no. wail and cry or laugh mm-hmm. and smile yeah. or run and yeah. jump or go yeah. to Zumba and come back and not care. Lots yeah. of people join lots of groups. Yeah. You know, to be part of something. Yeah. yeah. Just to not be on their own. And other people cherish mm. the opposite. They just don't yeah, want to deal want to with sit. lots yeah. of people. Yeah. They want to just wallow yeah. and, and, you know, think about themselves. Mm-hmm. Where my family are very sociable. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But so, you might have days where you do just want to withdraw and just yeah. shut down. Yeah. That's totally fine. And everything is uh, totally fine. Yeah. You know, whichever way. I know it's so. Know. And I And dad makes me laugh every day. Even coming in here right now. I know he's going, like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Should we talk about something different maybe? Or, or maybe he's loving it. And, and then I went for a run the other day and he always used to think that was hilarious. He'd be like, oh, what are you doing? What? I'm going for a run. Why are you going for a run for? Because it makes you feel better. And he goes, you know, sit down and have a whiskey. That makes you feel better. <laughs> so, so even that run, I was running and smiling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. And so the one thing I will take from it is that we'll just push forward, keep his memories, you know, mm. keep laughing about him. And, you know, get up. And the way I got upset there earlier on, I had no idea I was going to do yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. That thing, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Cry about them, laugh. And most important thing is talk. you got to let yeah. it out yeah. somehow yeah. Yeah. to somebody. And even that this website, this turn to me website that we work for, you know, there's free counseling on there mm-hmm. and stuff. People mm-hmm. can use that. Yeah. Even if you don't want to be like with lo- loads of other people. Yeah. And we can run and we do run a bereavement support group online yeah, as well, brilliant. which is uh, anonymous and free as well. Mm. So if you kind of wanted to not be in a room with everybody, you can actually be online and actually engage with other people in a supportive space as well. Because I do think some people are kind of reticent to talk about their grief because they're afraid it's contagious. So I don't want to, Mm. I don't want to make other people sad or I don't want to lower the mood, you know. And then what can often happen is that people aren't, they don't, they don't get a chance to express their grief if they need to. So those bereavement groups Mm. are so Oh, they're so connecting and necessary sometimes because people, I do feel people are afraid to say, I actually am having a really tough time yeah. because they don't want to put a downer on yeah. the party, you know, and that can really increase the loneliness. So I think it's really important that people know, you know, Rob Delaney, the guy from the yeah. catastrophe, and he spoke a lot about his um, grief around his son, his little son died. Yeah, that's right. And and he, I thought it was brilliant in that he, he's changed the narrative saying, we, we want to talk about our grief, not just about our son, but our grief. Mm. And I think as humans, we're often quite, we, we feel, oh, fuck, you know, if, I don't want to think about mm. your dad dying because then I have to think about my dad dying. Do you know this kind mm, of thing? We, yeah. You know, because yeah. it's such a shared, we will all feel it at some stage. We, yeah. Every one of us will mm-hmm. feel grief in some shape or form. Yeah. But it can be very, I, I, I do think people are feel uncomfortable talking about it. So mm. those support groups yeah. have turned to me, have mm. them. I mean, that's. Yeah. It's really brilliant. It, it is the idea of actually talking. And that's yeah. that's the key. It's. Too many times people don't engage in talking about it. And then, as you say, Mar, you know, sometimes people turn around and go, well, I don't really think that I can say anything more about who I've lost because nobody wants to hear it. Yeah. And then you're left holding on to that and never getting the opportunity to actually say, well, look, you know, I'm going through a tough time. I need to talk to somebody yeah. and I really miss them. Yeah. So, yeah, the groups are a really good way. Talking to people is a really good way. Keeping the memories alive good, bad and indifferent. Mm -hmm. They're all part and parcel of the experience that we've had with that person in our lives. So it all matters. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, you know, we'll continue to look at his crooked wallpaper in me mass house. <laughs> <laughs> that took him about four weeks to do one wall. Because <laughs> Paddy always went, I'll have a break there. I'll have a break. Another break. Another break. Another break. Oh, God. And as I said, and my other favourite one was, me mum wanted an extension in the bathroom, so he put a massive mirror on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Yeah. He goes, no, that's bigger. That's what I call creative <laughs> thinking. bigger. Ray, off to the pub. <laughs> but that's what we're going to do now. Three of us are going for a whiskey. <laughs> to celebrate Paddy Bourne. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jason, thank you very yeah. much. I think you've done a great thing thank to talk you. about it. Ah, no bother. And actually, yeah, that already upsets me saying thank you to me talking about it because my dad's going, well, shut up. <laughs> Just sitting here talking, you know what I mean? But no, yeah, no, it's great. I hope that does help somebody and yeah. let's see what happens now. And yeah, good old Paddy Bourne. So, uh, well, thanks, Brian. Houlihan. Thank you. <laughs> and Mar. And uh, mind your loaves. And mind yourselves. You've been listening to Jason Byrne and Mara and this is Mind Your Loaf. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, tell your friends and don't forget if you or someone you know is going through a tough time, there is professional mental health support online from counselling to support groups all available for free for anyone in Ireland on turntome.ie. Turn to Me provides professional mental health support online. Uh, Jason, oh. do your, uh, you know, your ad voice. Oh yeah, I'll do the yeah, ad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh. I'll do a proper ad okay. thing. Okay, ready? Yeah. As a registered charity, Turn To Me provides professional mental health support online for anyone in Ireland going through a tough time. From one-to-one counselling to group and peer support, Turn To Me is accessible from any device anywhere in Ireland. If you would like to support Turn To Me, you can donate €4 Euros by texting Turn To Me to 50300. Text costs €4. Euros. Turn To Me will receive a minimum of €3.60 Euros service provider-like charity. Helpline 077. Six six eight zero five two seven eight. Is that you? Yeah, that was actually me. There. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.